the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is uh, episode four of season three. It is episode four of the Five Faces of Darkness. Guess how many parts there are to that one? Nineteen. Episode four. Uh, we do recap from uh, the last episode. Uh, the the reassembled Autobots ended up trapped on a planet made of glue called goo, and the Quintessons bribed the Decepticons to do their dirty work behind Galvatron's back. And Paul. Today, we only have one minute of recap. Oh, they, they keep getting smaller. It's, it's interesting how, as there is more to recap, they recap less. You weren't here last week? Fuck you. <laughs> Too bad. So, um, we after our recap, we go to the Autobots, and there's... Uh, I know I said in the last episode that like we start to lose idea of mm. just spatial... Who's where and who's with who. Where things are, what. And this is one of them. The Autobots just kind of slowly sludge through yeah, this like, goo doo, 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 doo. as the Decepticons fly it's through like the air. through deep snow. Yeah, yeah and just and rain holy hell Look how many Decepticons there are. Like, this is way more than there actually are. All of them are shooting at the Autobots, and there's only, like, what, five of them, I think. Not even that. And they're trapped in glue, and these guys can't hit a fucking thing. Like, they're missing. I them. don't know if you saw this, Paul. So there's a shot where Swindle, I think Swindle and Dead End, the animation is shit. Oh, it's But horrible. I think it's Swindle and Dead End are coming down, and behind them is all, they're, they're talking about how great it is they're allied with the Quintessons. And behind them is all these other Transformers, but I, my hand to God. I saw Grimlock. Yep. I saw Rodimus. Uh, I saw Blaster. So all horribly drawn. One of them, uh, when like when Snarl, the the Dinobots Stegosaurus, when he's in robot mode, have his tail kind of splits apart into two things over yep. his shoulders. There's a guy like that. It's not Snarl, but he has Snarl's tail thing sticking out in the sides. Uh, there's a, a scene where Slag, the the Dinobot, is actually standing yep. with the Autobots, and then he's gone. There's even um. When it shows the uh, Decepticons descending to the planet, Metroplex yeah. is in robot mode, what the their fuck? size, descending to the planet with them. And in all this chaos, Galvatron arrives and starts to attack the Decepticons, and very quickly, they fall in line. Yep, yeah, they're like, he wants to know who they are, mm-hmm. and he flies to the Quintesson ship. Yep. M- meanwhile, Rod- the, they just lose all interest in the Autobots, I guess, because Rodimus huh, and Ultra yeah. Magnus get to the base or whatever it is, and Ultra Magnus like, criticizes the Decepticons' lack of discipline for breaking off the attack and then he gets like all fucking master yoda on rodimus like yeah like, and you need to learn this too you young punk there's been a few beats of this of rodimus like hey you're immature you gotta mm. smarten up and be a, you're a leader of the autobots wah, wah, wah. Yeah. but this one is just like these two have been a pretty good not i mean they haven't worked like been together this up to part four but they're a good team when they are together mm. and suddenly magnus is just Really, really douchey. Yeah, it's just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's the wise old old soldier kind of thing. I thought that was Cop. Yeah, like, exactly. I thought Ultra Magnus was just like the fucking meathead. He, he's a yeah, he's uh, a jarhead. So um, after they do that, uh, they find a TV, and we see an old <laughs> friend who we didn't like the first time around. <laughs> and he's back, and it's not uh, even a famous <laughs> member of Monty Python voicing him this time. It's somebody else. But, yeah, there's old Wrecker on TV. They uh, they have one of those scenes where they have to learn to – they have to realize that you have to talk to Wrecker in TV. Yeah, because Ultra Magnus is like – I. 
what is he saying? And Rodimus translates. Yeah. And uh, and Wrecker agrees to to help him, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you have to use uh, slogans and, mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. So then we go back to um, oh uh, Marissa, <laughs> Marissa Fairborn, and now she's at Jupiter. She yeah. flew from Mars to Jupiter in less than a few years. So well done. <laughs> anyway, she finds them on Ohio. <laughs> yeah, and and this is uh, last episode. We were, I think it was last episode. We were saying how like these monsters were coming out. They look like they're 10, 20 feet yeah, tall. These creatures come out of these things. It's like, oh my god, they're gonna kill them. But yeah, they're like way smaller than the Autobots. It's like that bit in. Um, uh, it's it's one of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. It's one of them. Whereas, like, uh, these aliens were going to invade this planet or whatever, but due to a drastic miscalculation of scale, they're only, like, an inch tall compared to the beings. The Star Trek Beyond did the same thing. It's, it's a great gag, and <laughs> it could have been funny. Like, I get it. You're surrounded by a swarm of space mm. bats. That's scary in yeah. itself. But Which apparently they're called light poles, because oh. in, in the intro to the next one, he's like, the light poles attacked them or something. Light, light poles? poles? That's like, like there's, a, there's already a thing, light poles, and it's poles with a light yeah. on top. What you're, t- what you're talking about is things that look like bats and are in space. <laughs> so, yeah. space bats. Space bats. Commercial break. <laughs> Uh, so when we come back, Blur has or um, Wheelie loses the cog and all this ma- uh, madness. And yeah, he tries to throw it to Blur, and he does lose it somehow. But uh, <laughs> Marissa, now she has an accent, and now she doesn't. It keeps changing. But um, Blur's punching out these fucking bats to try and save Wheelie. Marissa, I'm pretty sure if I can if I can go easier, I'm pretty sure Marissa is the voice of Shira. That's what it reminded me of. I'm not sure if it's her or not. I'm pretty sure Shira, and um, I forget who the time traveler was in the original Ghost, like the Ghostbusters cartoon, not the one based in the movie, but the filmation one. Oh, that fucking thing! With she the was like a huge oh, player with filmation. Show. Oh, that was so stupid. I kind of loved it. I kind of really? loved it. Really? Oh, you know what, just... Paul? Go back and watch it again. Go back and watch it again. Blur's or Marissa's like uh, Blur is dumber than her watch, and she gets out of her ship to help, and she's like shooting the bats and tells them to get to her ship, but then the, the bats transform into bombs, yeah, and blow up her ship. Blur is freaking the fuck out, and Wheelie's going on about something. She just tells him, "Shut up! Help <laughs> me find out if the radio still works." And they walk off camera. He is. Uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Annoying as fuck. But anyway, we go back to Galvatron, and he's so he's in. He oh, he blows his way into the Quintesson ship, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, I'm he's gonna fucking cut you to fuck up." Out. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, no, uh, we we like you. We're your friends. You want to be yep, friends? Yep. We can be friends. We got be yeah, friends." Then realize, friends, friends. "Oh wait, we can't play this guy like a fiddle. This guy yeah. is fucking insane." And yeah, Galvatron and comes is. in through the floor, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna help." He's like. Fuck you. I'm not asking for your help. And they're like, oh, um, did we mention the Decepticon Matrix of Leadership? What? <laughs> he, he has one of them by the tentacles, and he slams it <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> and it makes this, like, squishing splat noise yeah. when it lands. Like, yeah, what? it was like an eggplant splattering. They want to know what they'll get out of it. And he says, he might let them live. Like, yeah. that sounds familiar. That sound, kind of sounds mm. like the ultimatum you gave that guy. Uh, you can just hear the, like, that alien off camera going, ha, 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 ha. And they tell them like yeah you gotta have to go to goo and destroy the autobots yeah yeah remember them the autobots just outside the ones you just attacked yeah yeah you gotta you gotta go you, you gotta get them so magnus and rodimus come out of this little room where they were watching tv and talking to yeah. rexstar wrecker immediately get attacked by galvatron yeah junkion ship sucks them 
through the goo yeah. into the ship. Like, shouldn't it just suck the goo in with it if it's pulling them through it? Ugh, it doesn't matter. And Spike's spacesuit has no mask, but the boy doesn't breathe. But he's so fine. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He doesn't eat breathe or shit either, so it's fine. So, yeah, they go through the goo, and then, and then oh, oh, the captive uh, Quintesson, he escapes. Yeah, guess the goo sucks it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he escapes and he's flying back to the Quintesson ship, and Galvatron just smacks him out of the way. And then he's going for it. Galvatron destroys another planet. Yeah. Goodbye, goo. Bye, goo. Goodbye. That was the stickiest place in the universe, John, and he destroyed it. <laughs> I no, don't. It <laughs> They had a they had a tourist center. Meanwhile, there's another planet. that's like now we're the stickiest. <laughs> Galvatron's like he tells the Quintessons, "Look, it's your fault. Shit went south here." And they're like, mm. "Look, if uh, you kill us, you'll never get that Decepticon Matrix of leadership." What? But then they start to think, you know what? I don't think he's buying this. Yeah, and they're right. They do this thing where where they'll they'll say something to somebody and then turn to each other and within earshot say uh, <laughs> probability of somebody. <laughs> Believing this, twelve percent, and it's like he's he's right there. He doesn't believe it, but he still keeps going after it. You know what I mean? I think they say that the possibility of him not believing them is something oh, okay. like ninety six percent. But that's, I mean, that tells you how on the hinge this guy is. On a four whatever percent chance, he's gonna if risk this is everything. A thing, yeah. I fucking need it. Yeah, exactly. And, but Galvatron asked them, like, "Look, why didn't you just destroy the Autobots yourselves when you had the chances? Mm. Whenever?" And they're now they're like, because of their association with humans who are unpredictable, has changed them. Like, really? The Autobots. But are- that's what I was saying all season two. How great would it have been if the Autobots were good, but they were great with humans, and the Quintessons just said it, and I feel redeemed. I'm into beer thing, number four. Though. The Autobots have been with humans for what thirty years? So they've yeah. Okay, they're nine million years old at least. Twenty years. If if this were like a thirty minute TV show. Uh, human, uh, like the span, lifespan of the Autobots from when they were created to now, nine million True. years. If that were a thirty-minute TV show, humans and Autobots would be involved together, uh, like for the last less than half of the last second yeah. of the end credits. Like I, I get it, I get it, but it's still, I still hold they've tight to it. Changed like that it. much in that like, anyway, yeah. But uh, Galvatron thinks that's just fucking hilarious. You guys are scared of humans, like. Really? That was kind of funny when, the, yeah, they were like, we can't beat humans. He's like, seriously, dude? Hold my bear. Yeah, Watch really? this. Yeah. <laughs> now we go to um, uh, another asteroid, and uh, the Junkions, wherever the, the fuck the Autobots have well, landed, this is, I'm uh, lost Junkion. now. now, now oh, they're, they're on the Junkion, are they? Junkion. Okay. In the movie, it was called Junk, but now it's Junkion. Right. And uh, uh, they're like, yeah, we can fix them up. And I wonder how long the warranty's going to be, though. Can you picture out? Uh, 30 picture, days. Uh, Ultra Magnus pulling out his own from the movie and seeing how many <laughs> days are left on. He's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I only got two uh, weeks to live. Uh, <laughs> so they, they repair Springer. He's fine. Uh, and RC yeah, well, is really... Uh, so, Redgar just hits a button and a bunch of trash and shit and a fully mm. repaired Springer falls out of the ship. He's like, hey, you Yeah, the weight of the Springer falling apart is just completely negated by how quickly they put him back together. But RC is relieved, runs up and hugs him. And Springer still has this interaction, like, hey, we're brother and sister kind of thing. R.C. is very happy to see him. Yeah. I feel like that hint of a a relationship between R.C. and Rodimus that they were throwing at us in the movie has shifted over to Springer and R.C. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the way I see it, it's like 
they want us to see it as a love triangle kind of thing, but it, it's almost like um, oh. Springer kind of has a thing for RC, and he kind of thinks that Rodimus might too, but it's like. Rodimus is like not even interested, or RC knows that, and Rodimus knows that, but Springer yeah. doesn't. So Springer he, is seeing he, Rodimus like is clueless. This guy moving in on his girl when it's not even close to the situation. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's a really weird triangle. I guarantee they're not going to go anywhere with that in, the, in this in this season. But man, what a great series arc that would have been. And then even Rodimus is all kind of uh, whatever. It's like Springer. He realizes you know Springer's back together, and he's like, oh hey, eh, welcome back, man. It's like, wow, you're glad to see your best friend, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's really mm. out of it. And he, I think Springer even jokes like, hey, why don't you just shoot yourself in the head and go, oh, no, Rodimus is saying I should go back to the Matrix. And Springer's like, why don't you just shoot yourself in the head? And, and half die again or something. Mm. So Rodimus says something and he just kind of walks off. But then he opens up his chest yep. and uh, it shows the Matrix. And he hits a button or something and just pulls a wire. And he just falls over fucking dead and commercial break. It's like, wow. <laughs> and then we, we go back, man. Rodimus is like entering the Matrix again, man. Oh. And it's like heavy, man. It's like, man, like, f- wow, man. <laughs> he starts like, seeing wow. visions of uh, <laughs> wow. uh, Autobot leader faces. And the first one, <laughs> the first one looked like Billy Gibbons <laughs> from ZZ Top. Like, it's got the sunglasses. He and does, the he does. Beard. The beard, yeah. And uh, there's there's a big narration starts. Oh yeah. This big narration starts and it tells Rodimus that I mean there's a lot of talking, but the short version is that eons ago. Now I looked up uh, the definition and an eon in human science at least. I don't know about <laughs> I thought it was a million science, years. But it's a billion years, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, so he says eons ago, which lines up in that this happened before op- uh, before Optimus. Because Optimus is 9 million at least years old. So a billion years ago, Cybertron was a Quintesson-built robot factory, and it had two product lines. Military hardware, which became Decepticons, and consumer goods, which became Autobots. I fucking love this. Who were the consumers? It it almost doesn't even (laughs) matter. I fucking love. This is the most 1980s thing that has happened in this show. They legitimately <laughs> just turned this entire series into an outsourced factory in China. <laughs> All this show is now, and it's fucking 80s as fuck. Mm. So the, it turns out that the Quintessons were brutal leaders. They had these two product lines, and they would make them fight each other for their fun gladiatorial mm. combat. And, and eventually the robots got smart, yeah. and they could manufacture themselves, and mm-hmm. then Skynet launched its missiles. It was also... <laughs> Also, well, but before that happens, they do mention that the the Quintessons' weakness was that they were lazy. They they didn't want to keep building robots, so they built robots to build more robots. And then they built robots to monitor the robots that built more robots. Mm. And they just kept doing less and less. And that was when... And, like, if a robot didn't work hard enough, they just killed it and made another one. There you go. The robots that they built eventually develop emotions, and then the, the, they, you know they fight back. the narrator's back. voice? It's getting closer to Rodimus' yes. own voice. Yes. Yeah. And they, they, the robots eventually revolt they, they, because they develop these emotions, which argues that the Quintessons have no emotion, which mm. makes sense with everything they've done here. They're just cold and calculating. Um so they, the Quintessons fled, and there was a peace, but it did there not last. There was a peace, and uh, it, it shows everybody's fucking happy, and uh, it shows the Constructicons with them. Yeah. And, but Scavenger ha- uh, is a crane instead of an excavator. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But, um, it's like the smallest it didn't last. Like so the far. Autobots just wanted 
hey, you know what? This is great. Let's just live in peace. But the Decepticons wanted war. Yeah. Because that's what they were built for. Yeah, exactly. And they got it. And they, they start a war. And the Autobots, the Decepticons vastly outnumber the Autobots. So mm, the, the Autobots know, like, we can't fight these guys. They have a tactical we, we move. We've got to come up with a new trick. Yeah. And they create Transformers. Mm, uh, this might have been my favorite part in this whole I like five this. episode. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. It, it just, I love world building, and this was great. World and that building. bought them some time because it shows them, like, uh, just driving around and, like, using turning into vehicles to fight the Decepticons, like they're ramming into them and stuff like that. Yeah. But eventually the Decepticons learned the same trick or something. And then they made Megatron. Yes. And Megatron was born, and when Megatron was born, as was Alpha Trion, and Alpha Trion was given the Matrix. Uh, getting back to Megatron, it shows the Constructicons building him. I like, know! This is putting the cart before the horse again. I know. But now, it's Optimus Prime narrating. Yes, oh, it was so good to hear his voice again. Mm. It really was. I forgot, this sounds so silly, I'm almost 40. And I'm going to say this, but it's uh, it was I missed him. It was good to hear Optimus's voice again. Yeah, it, it's, there's something about his voice, uh, Peter Collins' voice, in in certain situations, it just gives you fucking goosebumps. That's why he has done Optimus in like pretty mm. much every movie and series since the yeah. original. I'm sure with a few exceptions, but I don't care. So uh, we go to uh, Alpha Trion, and Alpha. We yeah. go on this whole, you know, Alpha Trion gave the Matrix yeah, to he, Ryan he Pax, the, Matrix, the rest of history. He doesn't use it. He just gives it. To Orion Pax, yeah, who became Optimus Prime. But again, we're kind of retconning here. Yeah, Orion Pax already was Optimus Prime when he would mm-hmm. have got the Matrix. But now Rodimus yeah. knows the rest of the story. And he wakes up and says, "We have to go to Cybertron." Uh, so all the Autobots who are together, they're going to go. And then we go to the Quintessons and Galvatron, and they're going to arrange a two-pronged attack. Cybertron and Earth at the exact same time. <laughs> and it shows Scrapper working on something in a human yeah, city, yeah. and Octane is on top of what looked an awful lot like the World Trade Center, uh, yeah. setting up a beacon. But they're yeah, they're all working on this building on Earth, and they announce. I think they announce that hey, uh, to we're gonna we're ready to turn into Trypticon. So then we go to a uh, a shuttle approaches. This is I, I don't know. Again, there was no setup for this. I don't know where it's coming from. But a shuttle approaches Cybertron, full of innocent humans. But well, before that though, uh, it turns out this Trypticon, they turn a human city into a giant Decepticon. Oh yeah, and oh, its yeah, name it is Trypticon. And like a, <laughs> I, I didn't see this in the eighties, obviously, because it wasn't out yet. But to me now, it looks like a giant black robot version of Reptar from fucking Rugrats. It is. That's oh my god, it is. It's Reptar. It is Reptar. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I was going to equate it to like a bad. Claymation 1950s T-Rex. Oh, but no, it's, it's Reptar. It's a hundred percent fucking Power Reptar. Rangers. Yeah, it's, it's a big Zord. Zord or something, but anyway. Yeah, but yeah, a ship is approaching Cybertron, yeah. And it they cup is like, ah, there might be humans on. And I think it's Blaster mm. or Perceptor. He's like, no, there aren't. Don't let them in. He's like, I can't well, help uh, myself. Perceptor is being like Grimlock standing next yeah. to Cup. And, and Cosmos is with this them. This show, but yeah. man, how many episodes, like, the fucking Autobot Spike, B.O.T., they they start seasons and end seasons with these shit episodes, and I know it we're doing a like big it, yeah. five, 
this episode out, but <laughs> the animation and color errors are off the fucking hook. This one, no, it it's got the uh, it's got the gold medal. But it uh, really does. This sh- supposed shuttle full of humans wants to land. Pre- Perceptor's like, no, no, we can't take that risk. And Cup's like, nah, I can't do it. All right, let it land. And <laughs> of course, it's the old Trojan horse bit again. Yep. And the thing flies into the power plant yeah. before the aerial bots can stop it, and it's lights out for an entire planet because of one power that, plant. That's how you build a planet. That's how you build a planet. <laughs> it has one power plant. That's why Megatron needs so much energy to revitalize it because it's only <laughs> got one. Well, the Decepticons <laughs> attack this this powerless Cybertron, the Quintessons, uh, whittle their tentacles together like Mr. Burns, and they <laughs> plan to destroy the Decepticons after the destruction of the Autobots, and then they'll control Cybertron again. <laughs> Io Kids is the innermost of Jupiter's Galilean moons. It's fourth largest moon, about the size of our own moon, and actually is massive enough to be spherical. And hey, before we get into it, it's experiment time, and this one is 100% safe, I promise, and kind of cool. Right. First, wait until the end of June or early July of this year, 2019. That way the moon won't get in the way. Get a pair of binoculars before then, and go outside around midnight on a clear night and look south. If you're not too far north, that extremely bright white thing that looks like a star in the constellation Scorpius is the planet Jupiter. It'll be 650 million kilometers away, but it'll be the brightest thing in the sky by far. Look at it with binoculars. Now, you see those little white dots near it that be on the line? Unless one of them is in front of or behind the planet, you should see four, and those are Io, Ganymede, Europa, and Callisto, Jupiter's Galilean moons. You're welcome. Anyway, back in this universe, Marissa Fairborn finds Blur and Wheelie on Io and then says her digital watch is smarter than Blur because he ran back to save his friend and then gets out of her ship onto the surface of Io. But she has a spacesuit. She has a spacesuit. Now let's run down the features of this spacesuit because it's a fucking piece of work, this thing. It has a jetpack that lets her fly around with the dexterity of a dragonfly. It has armored shoulder pads and a pleated blue skirt that matches its blue trim. Very tasteful. And a matching helmet with no mask on it. No. If you stepped out onto the surface of Io wearing that, you would die instantly. She is flying around with her face hanging out in the minus 180 degree sulfur dioxide. Well, that was the end of the Five Faces of Darkness part four. And tomorrow. Yeah, that was a long episode. And then we're going to do the Five Faces of Darkness part five tomorrow. Spoiler alert, we're going to do the last one next. (laughs) Fucking geniuses. Uh, (laughs) If you want to see a couple of geniuses online, you can find me at John Sylvie. Paul is at P. McPherson1. Yeah, make sure you uh, write some genius uh, rate and review us on your podcast app. Write something nice and smart about us. Uh, tell all your friends. Equations. Yeah, yes. tell everybody you know. And until next time, keep on transforming. I need another beer. Oh, hey.